Hey everybody, it's Adam Brush with IHP, and I'm here with the one and only Juan Carlos Santana. And this is going to be, I hope, our first of many, but our first monthly sit-downs with, uh, with Carlos. And it's really an opportunity for he and I just to just shoot the shit, basically. And I tell you what, it's been, it's been long overdue, an opportunity for he and I to sit down together. Um, but before I go into just the question I have about training today, I have to give some context, and you can elaborate on this, on context on why I wanted to do this sit-down. And the context goes all the way back to 2005, which is when you hired me. So here we are 15 years later, um, and, and when I first got here, it was a career change for me. I was never in the fitness industry before, and I was determined to learn as much as I could, as quickly as I could, because 2005, IHP was only a couple of years old, maybe three, three, four years old. And you interviewed uh, for a manager's position. Correct. Because <laughs> your background was in marketing. Correct. And not what I really wanted to do. No, exactly. <laughs> the reason I became uh, a trainer or want to become a trainer is to get out of business, exactly. to get out of the marketing. <laughs> exactly. So the, the, and you can attest to this, it was probably at least, <coughs> at least once a day, every day, I would be marching into Carlos's office um, with a legal pad, quite like this one. And um, this is a recent legal pad, still with tons of questions on it, but it was just a, a running joke. Every time I, okay, Adam's got a legal pad, he's gonna go and talk to Carlos. And it was, it was a lot. Needless to say, I learned a lot, but what I also realized was how many more legal pads I was going to need over the last 15 years because this guy was ahead of the curve and he had IHP ahead of the training curve. So, um, you know, I wanted to kind of just give that context uh, of why I wanted to do these sit-downs because I've been kind of technically been doing them with you for 15 years, just never the first one that we're ever kind of recording. Yeah, and, and I told Adam, I said, look, you can do whatever you want with this. Uh, some people have started and haven't done anything with it. I'm here. I don't need to do any more sit-downs. I'll do as many sit-downs as my staff wants. Guys, you know you call me. People that I don't even know want an uh, IG live with me. Yeah, I'm not into, like, what's in it for me? How many followers do you have? Do I have something to gain? People want to talk to me. I'll talk. Not a problem. People want to come into uh, to IHP and, uh, and share with us. I got no problems with that. But it's not like I'm going to choose people uh, to learn or chase them to learn. You know, that's for them to do. They choose themselves, they, they figure out what they want, and they have me available. My door is always open. Any, any of my staff members can come in without even knocking, because it's open. And I'm in there, and hey, Carlos, I was thinking about doing this and doing this in the program, do you think? And there goes the lecture, because it's never a yes or no answer. It's like, boom, 20 minutes. And, um, and I told Adam, I said, listen, sooner or later, heaven forbid should I be taken out tomorrow, Somebody's got to carry this on. And there's nobody, there's nobody that's alive that's between my ears more than this guy. He's been here for 15 years. Prior to him, Griff Fig, who's now in um, St. John's up, up North Florida, he was here for 15 years. So I said, you know, Bruce Lee dies. Who carries over? Danny Eno Santos. Why? Because that's the guy that spent the most amount of time in that profession with Bruce Lee. I said, I die. Who takes this over? You and Rio. Rio's my son, he's been with me for 29 years, and you've professionally been with me for 15. So, I go, sooner or later, somebody has to take this and run with it. Now, I don't plan on going anywhere. If the 
big man upstairs gives me time, I'll be here a hundred years and, and you can wheel me in here and I'll be giving some, some advice. Because I, I told Adam, I'm going to move the, the industry, I'm going to move the needle on this industry, I got one more in me. Most people don't even have one. I was lucky enough to move the needle along with some greats. Some greats, Gary Gray, Vern Gambetta, Gray Cook, Mike Boyle, Michael Clark, Paul Check. Greats that really moved the industry. I was fortunate enough to be in that time and in that group. Right now, most of those guys are just, you know, they're chilling, man. They're, they've done their stuff and they don't want to do the social media anymore and, and nothing. I'm still in it. I'm still in it. So the, the, the industry needs a little moving and, and I'm going to move this thing one more time. One more time. So I told them, take off. Take off with this. Let's go. Yeah. You're the next JC with hair. And there are still, <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> there, there are still so many questions that I've asked Carlos throughout the 15 years that uh, I've come back and have asked him the same question maybe, you know, I don't know, five years later, and the answer may not always be the same as it was five years prior to that because he does have IHP. In my opinion, he has it ahead of the curve. And, you know, I remember Griff, Griff he mentioned he and I would come in and sit down in the multitude of seminars that Carlos would give, and all the trainers would come, and Griff and I would walk out of these meetings, man, I, I, I learned something new today. There's always, this guy has forgotten more than I think most of us will ever learn. And if you can't learn something new every single day, I'm telling you, 15 years, every single day I have learned something new. How to talk with clients, programming, um, buttoning up my own shit on the gym floor, um, a variety of things. If you can't learn something new from this guy, and if he's not teaching you or you're not going him to teach, you're, you're missing a big, big part of why you should be a strength coach or why you should be a personal trainer or a performance coach. You know, Dana White said something about when you start talking about retiring, uh, it's time to retire. Exactly. Right? Exactly. When, you, when, you, when you're not excited about something new that you're trying, because something new that you're trying will lead to learning, because that's where the learning occurs. If you're not excited about something new that you're trying and you can't wait to get to work to continue to try it, then it's time for you to do something else. I am as excited now as I was when I was 40. And I'm six, I was 61, uh, what was it, Friday. Friday. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm ahead of the game because we're now going to start to to, um, to study a, a beautiful phrase, psychomotor, vi psychomotor vigilance. Mm. How do you like that? Okay. Psychomotor vigilance. You know what that means? Staying alert when you're friggin' tired, okay? And I've been working on that with our fighters through situationals. Now, we say situationals. I don't mean nothing. Well, what's the situation? It's raining. It's sunny. It's hot. Well, somebody's pissed. Well, you came into a new place. Situations. What we mean is we're getting a guy tired and then putting him in a situation that requires vigilance, psychomotor, neural vigilance, and sustains anybody who saw um, Gilbert Burns in his last fight, that is what psychomotor vigilance looks like. It's not, it's not that grind, it's that, that you know, very, very fast. You don't want to move with strength, you want to move with speed. And that requires fast motor uh, neuron activation. And then you got to be like that and stay alert. So we're going to start studying that with uh, uh, ISSN, with uh, Dr. Joey. We are now a, a certified uh, research facility. 
with the uh, International, um, uh, International Society of Sports Medicine, Dr. Joey Antonio from Nova University. So we're going to start studying that. So now I understand that practice is so far ahead of the game. We've been doing it for two years. They're going to start, they're going to start um, testing it now and talk about something that you can learn. Here you go. How are, they, how are they testing neural fatigue? Well, in a way they can test it. How? Example, how long you can draw a straight line. Anybody can draw it for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, but one, two, three, up to 10 minutes. You get tired, okay? Uh, simple, look at a light, touch a pad. Look at a light, touch a pad. Well, anybody can do that for 30 seconds, but when you do that for two, three minutes, you get office tired. You know what office tired is? When you've been in the office and you haven't done anything, you've taken 30 phone calls, you've had 20 arguments, and you've made 20 decisions, and you're like this, and you go, I can't go to the gym, but I haven't done anything, but I'm tired. That's neural fatigue. And I think that is the big decrement that occurs in sports, but we see it as metabolic fatigue. So now, my question is, how does drawing a straight line or looking at a light and touching a pad reflect or tests your ability to chunk information, make the other person do what you want them to do, and react to what you're having them do. How do you do that, and how does that testing relate to the training? Guess what? It doesn't relate, and it'll never relate. But we're gonna do the testing so I can prove what I already know, that these things are not correlated. So there you have it. <laughs> that is why when you ask about, well, where's your research? I'm going, seriously, bro? Really? If you knew anything about research and you knew anything about the scientific method, you would know not to ask that question. And if I go against anybody who's research and science-based, I love it. I love it because I know we're going to beat their asses because we're, we're moving 10 years ahead of where research will ever be. And there you have it. That's one of the reasons why we're ahead of the curve. Okay, there you go. There's the okay. first one. <laughs> yeah, there's the two. Goodbye. I have to imagine that using, a, using the, the exercise of drawing a straight line for 10 minutes and then going out, I'll just stay in my world of baseball, and having to come up, come up to bat four or five times in a game, a guy throwing 95, 96 miles an hour at you, the chunking of, a, of an at-bat is a little bit different than the boredom that might set in of drawing a straight line for 10 minutes. Correct, correct. So my, my, my thing is, how are you going to test drawing a straight line? How are you going to correlate that? Exactly. Okay, well, even, how do you know it's, uh, let's say that he correlates better. Let's say that we're going to test him before this fight and we're going to test him two weeks after to see if the sympathetic nervous system can come down a little bit, you know? or does it come down, or the adrenaline, whatever it is. We figured he's gonna be in a heightened state before the fight and in a not so heightened state after. Correct. We figured that out. Now we have a, a base for our next camp, which is this camp. Okay, we anticipate that he's gonna be better next camp. The question remains is, what if he's better, but goes up against somebody and he, he gets knocked out? Or he loses because it's sports. Then what does that mean? Right. You know, right. and okay, Let's say that all things go equal and he wins. Our training, he shows up more vigilant, so he goes up in the vigilant score and he wins and everything. Wow, your training is working. Okay, let me ask you this. If I get him better in the vigilant test, will it translate to the sport? 
is there a, a right. cause and effect, a direct cause and effect, or is there a correlation? And you'll never know that. You'll never know that. And so, I think this is why this industry will always have more questions than answers. Because, well, maybe we don't need to. Why? Because if the mechanic has questions on why the belt doesn't fit quite the way it's supposed to, he's not going to go to an automotive engineer that might have designed the carburetor or the fuel injection and ask him about, hey, do you know about that little nook in, in, the, in the belt line? Does that go inside or out? The engineer is going to go, what? You know? Or the mechanic says, you know what? I found a way to fix this. You move this over, you use an Allen wrench, you move this over two inches to the, and it, great, great. And the, and the engineer will say, what? Because they're not the same thing. Maybe, maybe research and practice shouldn't depend on each other. That's, a, that's something we've been sold, bridging the gap. Maybe it's too big of a gap to bridge. Maybe it's too big of a gap to bridge. And to ask coaches to slow down so, so, so science can catch up man, a whole coaching career will pass you by right. before they do a test that doesn't even correlate to what you're doing. Right. So I think they're two separate worlds, and they don't need to be tied. There, I said it. Science and practice don't have to be tied. A child will never, ever have to know the aerodynamic principles of flying a kite in order to fly a kite. Period. End of story. Done. A child will never have to know that. Never. Never. Yeah. And, and, and that science will never improve the dynamics of what you buy at Publix. Right. Still a kite. Well, before I get into my question that I wanted to ask you today, I just want everybody to know that, you know, you and I have chatted about doing this, and there may be one day that you and I just want to, maybe we just head over to the beach. And we, yeah. just, we just walk, and we'll have Rio with us. I mean, and it's just, a, it's just bullshitting. It could be training questions. It could be... You know, maybe maybe I'm open. I'm having a, a, a tough time in my life, and I just need to get some advice from you. I think I think um, all of that is good for, for, for everybody to kind of hear and see and share. And uh, so it's not just about training. Hey, Carlos, what exercise would you do for this? It could be, man, I, hey, man, I'm having a hard time, and I can't get my head out of my ass. And you might give yeah. me some older brother advice, and and uh, which in turn can make me a better trainer. Well, so. Vince Lombardi didn't change people and didn't change games and didn't change teams and game outcomes because he knew a lot of baseball, I mean, a lot about football. Right. Vince Lombardi knew a lot about men and the human will. Sure. And the conversation he had during many a half times had nothing to do with the game. They had to do with where are you in your life right now and what do you want your legacy to be and what are you willing to pay for that legacy in, at this moment in time. And when you have that kind of conversation with somebody, <sighs> That's the kind of stuff that makes alcoholics stop drinking in an instant, bro. Because the human will can change. A born-again Christian, a lot of times, doesn't do it over six months. They're in an accident. They see the light. They hear a voice. Done. I mean, it's instant. And it's the rest of their life. Sometimes alcoholics or drugs, uh, people who are involved in drugs, they just go, that's it. It's over. I'm done. And, and never to return. So the, the, a change of heart, a change of mind, and a change of spirit can occur in an instant. Why can't we say that thing that creates that instant? Yeah. yeah. So, so my question is kind of ties into all that now. A little, you know, mental fortitude. How 
how has your experience been in getting an athlete or a client to shift their mindset from the strength phase where the intensity is high? They're moving a lot of weight, low reps. It's, it's intensity that they have to get behind pushing a lot of weight. We're pulling a lot of weight. To now guiding them into the power phase, which the weight's going to come down. Like, oh, I can do more. You know, it's one of those things that we tell them, hey, I want you to be able to do eight, but only give me five because we're going to do some, some, uh, some explosive work right after that. How do you change that mindset? Because me personally, or professionally, I've had many an athlete say, I can do more. I, wore, I was doing 30 pounds more in the strength phase. Why am I doing less work here? So how do, we, how do you get them to have the mental fortitude to, hey, man, this is why we need to do this? Um, I start preparing them. I start preparing them for all phases in the interview because I don't want to work with somebody who's not ready to work with me. For Getting back to um, rehab, you cannot work with a person that's intoxicated with whatever it is. And, I'm, and, and I will go along with um, high-risk behavior as, uh, as, as an addiction because you can be addicted to substances and you can be addicted to processes. Processes would be uh, a woman who's with a man that beats her and, and stays with that. They're, they're addicted to processes, not substance. So, but the, the, the sense of addiction is the same. You cannot work with anyone on an addiction unless they understand that they're an addict and that they want help. So in the interview, before I sell personal training here, I will interview somebody and I don't know if it's a good fit. If somebody doesn't want, want to believe in what you're saying and they don't, they don't give themselves to the process, in essence to you because you're providing the process, it's not going to happen. Right. So you've, you've seen this. Uh, dude, you don't need to squat 300 pounds. And you show them the videos and you give them examples. Right. And they go, do you understand? And they go, yes. You know, and they go, and they, when I'm talking to somebody like that, there, there's nothing. I'm not that good of a coach when I can go, you know and get somebody to stop what they're doing. Right. So a lot of it, believe it or not, a lot of it is in the magic of the interview. I'm not that good of a coach. I am that good at selecting who I can work with. We've had, Rio and I have had athletes, good athletes here, that were just not, not us. They, they didn't believe in the process. They were into some other cockamamie stuff, and I choose not to work with them. Or we've tried, because I'll give it a shot, you know. We've given it a shot, and then it, you just see that it's just like magnets. Yeah, you just feel. Just, the whole thing goes, you know, it's just like, right. no, no. Yeah. You're, not a, you're, you're not sad to see them go, and they're happy to leave. And, and that's when you know, that's when you know it's okay. For sure. It's okay. They're good people. You can have a drink with them. You can have, a, 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 you know, you can invite them to the house for dinner. But it's just not a good coach-athlete relationship, because for that, you have to have trust. For that, you have to be like-minded. Yeah. So if I, got, if I have somebody who's insisting on deadlifting 400 pounds, and they feel that if they don't deadlift 400 pounds, that they're going to go into a game situation and suck, yet their discs are herniated from doing 400 pounds, right. dude, I, 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 can't, I can't work with that because that's, that's insanity. And I'm not here to fix insanity. I'm here to improve people. So I start them at the interview. By the time I get through the interview and I'm working and I see them excited, I'm very good at, at making them excited about the next phase. Okay, the next phase is a strength phase, but, it's a, but look, watch the move. But it's a different strength phase. Right. 
I, I'll, I'll touch him. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different strength phase. Really? You know, it's like a little kid in Santa Claus. Really? But he's going to come at 2 a.m.? You know, it's like that. But it's a different strength phase. We want you strong enough. But in order to jump high and jump at the right time, you don't have this. You don't need this insane power. You need this incredible timing. You need this incredible alert vigilance. Okay? So we need 30% of maximum, but maximum speed. I said, look, you can have 100. There's two variables, force and speed. Okay? I can get to 125 pounds times 4 miles an hour. I get to 100 watts, let's say. I can get to 100 watts with 4 pounds and 25 miles an hour. And then I'll go, which one would you like to have? Which would get the punch there faster? Which would give you enough time to follow that ball? Which one? Everybody's going to say, 25. Exactly. So you know, we're going for 4. Exactly. We're not going for 25. Today, we had Gilbert here with his coach, and his coach said, you know, I love what you said at the end of the, you don't need to be tired to leave here. You need to be fresh. Exactly. Okay? And, and everything I concentrated on in Gilbert today was that. There's a way to get to 100. We want 25 miles an hour with four pounds. Right. We don't want 25 pounds with four miles an hour. And that, that, that he, he gave it himself to us. And he had that beautiful performance against Woodley. And we're going to do the same thing. And this is, it's the talking. It's the coaching. Gil, we're going to, everything is nice. You're perfectly situated. And always, everything is calm here. Always, hey, man, you're perfect. You're perfect. Training is going perfect. You're healthy. You're strong. You're already in shape to fight. But we're going to get better. But we're just going to climb up that ladder. We're going to run up the stairs. We're going to climb up the ladder. And then I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm wiping him down, I'm calming him down so he can listen to me, and I'm saying, listen, we're going to walk to that title fight, and we're going to take that title, and we're going to walk back. We're not running down, killing anybody for it, it ain't going to be that difficult. It's going to be timing, it's going to be sophisticated, it's going to be perfect. And that's the coaching. That's the coaching. The, the rest is exercise. Yeah, yeah. And I think what a lot of people miss the boat on, too, I think we're getting off topic a little bit, but is he leaves here tired, excessively tired, that impacts his recovery. And he doesn't recover, now his next training session here... Which is, which is in four hours. Could suffer. Will suffer. And if that suffers, then the propensity to, for injury could go up a little yep. bit. So you're right, you, you put the work in, you get the work done, you get the quality work done, and you're right, you don't have to leave here tired. Quite frankly, you shouldn't leave here tired. You can't. You need energy to recover. People don't understand that. I'm exhausted. Ah, you're already under the eight, you're behind the eight ball. Right. Haven't you guys been too tired to sleep? Yeah, sure. Because you need energy to sleep. You need energy to get a strong immune system. You need energy to recover. So Gilbert has to leave here at about a seven between seven and seven and a half out of 10. Never do I want to get to eight and a half or nine, never. Now, what he can do at seven and a half will go up. For sure. So yeah, his yeah, work yeah. will go up. Yeah, absolutely. At the end, you're gonna go, geez, how was he able to finish? But he'll be at seven and a half. Yeah. Because he's gonna leave and he's gonna sleep well. I don't want insomnia during the camp. Okay, that, that is the third out of four signs of uh, overtraining. So that's something huge, guys. You, you, you don't need to get them tired. You don't need to do 300 pounds. You don't need to do more. You need to do more of less 
highly intelligent training. Well, this, I think this was a good first, first little get together. I um, always try to love to extract more information out of Carlos because uh, I sometimes I think I know what his hot buttons are, so I try to pull pull that information out of you more so than uh, maybe some other people. Um, and maybe sometimes I'll, I'll purposely get you riled up on a topic. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so this is our first one of the month, and we'll be back in another month. Uh, a little sit down, JC and I just kicking it, and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Take care. Have a great rest of the day. Bye bye.